Alright guys, Big Joe and Carl Carafel back here on Turnbuckle Talk. Yes, we are, guys. Another episode for you coming at you into your ears. We are Big Joe and myself, Carl Carafel, known as Turnbuckle Talk. Welcome. Of course, we are powered by the grillposition.com and proud part of the Roar Network. Now, since the last time we recorded here, Carl, there's quite a bit, actually, to talk about. It's been a pretty eventful week in the world of professional wrestling, and I think, of course, probably the, the top thing in everybody's mind, you know, what's been the the talk of the wrestling community is, of course, the AEW, quote-unquote, announcement that happened. Yeah, lots of people are touting this as, you know, this big announcement that was supposed to be done. Um, it wasn't. It was a rally. Mm-hmm. It was it was a pep rally. It was a let's get excited about this type of thing. We all know what AEW is. AEW is all elite mm-hmm. wrestling. It is, you know, co-founded by Cody, as well as the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick, as well as Mr. Khan from the Jacksonville Jaguars. So I mean, all these guys collectively are coming together and they're doing, you know, all elite wrestling. Now, the announcements, I mean, there there were some people that we kind of knew were, uh-huh. you know, going to kind of be there. You know, like we had SoCal Val. Uh, no, not SoCal Val. SoCal Uncensored. Yes. We had there, right? So, I mean, Scorpio Sky, Frankie Kazarian, Christopher Daniels yep. have all said we are part of AEW. Uh, we had, obviously, Cody come out, and he kind of pumped up the crowd. And we had cheerleaders from, you know, Jacksonville Jaguars that were mm-hmm. in, you know, like, all elite wrestling colors and stuff. You know, they were pumping up the crowd, and they were, you know, making a good show of things. They had a little bit of pyro. They had some fireworks. They had all this different stuff. They even had Chris Jericho yeah. come out and throw his hat into all elite wrestling. Now, everybody keeps saying, oh, it was some big announcement, and I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed in it. I'm disappointed in it. Have you ever been to a pep rally? (laughs) Yeah. When you were in high school, did you ever go to a pep rally? What was it? It was cheering. It was pumping you up. It was cheerleaders. It was dancing up and down with the cheerleaders. It was just a pep rally. Mm -hmm. That's all that this was. It was a hype for all elite wrestling. Yeah, for me, a couple things right off the bat that I need to mention. Now, as somebody who who does a podcast and edits audio and works with audio, I got to say, whoever was working the audio for this, like I said, quote unquote, pep rally announcement, whatever you want to call it, the audio was all over the place. First of all, their YouTube stream dropped a few times as they were getting ready to go live with that, and just the the audio of wherever, however they had their microphones set up, it was just dead quiet with uh near the audience and you can only hear the people talking on the stage that was a little kind of out of whack for me and but also for this i just i feel like you know as interesting as some of the stuff was i didn't learn anything new coming out of it because we already so much had already been leaked and so many so much of this had already been kind of already known about i didn't come out of it really with any new information with the exception of like Joey Janela and a couple, a couple of these other ones, you know, and the big one that was missing, of course, we still don't know what their distribution is going to be. We didn't learn anything about that. That was a really notable absence for this whole thing. I think a lot of us were hoping, you know, or expecting, okay, we're going to be showing this and this is where we're going to be showing it. We didn't hear any of that. 
Exactly. And that's that's coming back to my point is you are are clearly one of those ones that was expecting this to be a lot more. Yes. When in fact, I, I knew it wasn't going to be anything more than just a pep rally. It wasn't mm-hmm. going to be. They were they were in an area where Smackdown Live was happening that night. Yep. Right. So you've got all these wrestling fans that are there in the area. What better place for you to go out there and just. Raw, raw, shishka, raw. We are here. <laughs> yeah. Look at us. Hey, we're gonna show you Joey Janela. Hey, we're gonna show you SoCal Uncensored. Hey, we're gonna show you Chris Jericho, who you're not going to see on WWE right now, yeah. but we have him, and we're gonna show him to you. That's all. I'm sure that this was even made out to be. Do you really think that they want to put all of their eggs in a basket right now and spew out all the information about all elite wrestling mm-hmm. immediately? Or do we want to give this pep rally a chance for people to kind of go back and rewatch it on YouTube or wherever they, they caught it? And in regards to the YouTube stream going down, they have no control over that. Yeah. The amount of people that tried to jump on there and <laughs> start watching, it just kind of crashed it. Yeah. Right? Good for them. That's a huge, huge testament to the amount of people who want to know more about All Elite Wrestling. Now, I personally would not give all of my information out right away. Mm-hmm. I'm going to wait. I'm going to give you guys a little taste and a little tease. And that's what it was with Jericho. And with Joey Janela, yeah. and with you know SoCal Uncensored, I'm giving you that little bit of a tease, but you're gonna have to wait and see what we have planned for TV. You're gonna have to wait and see what other stars we have planned to come over. You're gonna have to wait and see where our next event is gonna be. Yep. You know stuff like that. Um, I think it's a smart move on their part. Hundred percent a smart move. Don't throw everything out there at once. Well, it was really one thing that a uh, big thing that I took from this. And of course, we saw one of the the larger signings, the Young Bucks. And uh, you know, not too long after that, you know, a lot of sites have been reporting. So I looked in, into this to try and make sure. We don't know if this is still one hundred percent, but this is the word coming down the pipe that the uh, you know, along with Kenny Omega, the Bucks were offered a significant deal here with the WWE and to kind of go through a little bit of, of what that was going to entail is it would have been very similar money to what AJ Styles was making. And this was um, it, basically, and they were going to be pushed, you know, all the way to, to WrestleMania and, you know, they were going to have a chance to, you know, have some, you know, creative control and whatnot. And, uh, so, you know, with time, this is going to be something we're going to have to see. You know, either this is going to be an incredibly smart decision on their part or it could be a big flop, depending on how, you know, this all turns out. Because, I mean, I think the cons are throwing more money around, I think, than maybe we're all expecting. Because what I heard, what I heard when it comes to Chris Jericho, he offered, actually got offered more money by EW than what WWE was offering him. I believe it. Yeah. I really do. And now even for the Young Bucks and for, uh, you know, Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho, you know, all all these people. Like, Chris Jericho has been to WWE. He's been there. He knows what it is. He's made his money there. He's done – he was the uh, first ever 
um, undisputed yep. champion, right? Mm-hmm. Like he he went out there and in the same night beat Stone Cold and The Rock. So he has nothing left to prove. No. Now when it comes to like the Young Bucks, so now you've got a friendship going on. Yeah. You've got a good partnership with Cody, and you've got a good partnership with. You know, with the cons and with, uh, you know, the Jacksonville Jaguars and with everything in that area. And, you know, Mrs. Matt has done so much yeah. to help boost their career. I think that in their minds, they're thinking it's th- that they would just be a sellout if they just right now left everything that's happening and just go to the WWE. Yeah. And I don't blame them. Yeah. I, I really... As good of a time as it might be for them to go right now to the WWE, I'm glad that they didn't because that's only going to make things so much cooler when and if they do actually accept to go to the WWE at some point. Right now, they have so much stuff going on with All Elite. They've built this brand. They're continuing to try to build this brand. And I think by going to the WWE, it would almost be like they're just giving up on on it all and going, okay, we're going to take the easy way out. Yeah. Yeah, time will tell with that, you know. And, you know, I don't think that's a case. I mean, even with the Jericho uh, situation, you know, he, he spoke to Vince. And to the from what I've heard, uh, right from Jericho's mouth, was an interview that I watched actually before we hit the record button here today, that um, no ill will uh, between either guy. You know, is Vince fond of this whole all elite wrestling thing happening? Probably not. But, you know, at the same time, you know, he understands that, uh, you know, especially with Jericho, that he's he's moved around, he's done a lot, and that um, any kind of possible thing in the future is probably not going to be ever off the table with him. So I think they both understand that situation. So, um, yeah, it'll be, uh, you know, a good portion of this discussion today is going to revolve around this. And another thing that I want to get to is um, a possible member joining for the commentary team. And of course we're talking about good old JR. Now, what is your, your take on JR possibly being brought onto the commentary team for AEW wrestling? Bring it. Mm-hmm. Why not? A very iconic name and iconic voice when it comes to the world of professional wrestling. Jim Ross has been everywhere with every con- WCW, WWE, New Japan mm-hmm. Pro. I know he had I don't believe he's done anything in Ring of Honor, but no. I mean for him to, to to like come over to All Elite Wrestling, I mean y- you got to figure Jim Ross, how good of friends with Dusty was Jim Ross. Yeah. Right? Like they they knew each other going through WCW and into the WWE and all of these different promotions that they both worked for, right? Yep. So to, to continue on with a legacy like the Rhodes name that Cody is now bringing to fruition and coming out there with, with all elite wrestling. I think it's a, a, a perfect fit for that. Now it's almost a shoe in almost yeah. a given that Jim Ross is going to be that name on commentary. I think the bigger question is who does color? Yeah, you know, for me, with this uh, situation with JR, I'm going to have, and this may surprise you a little bit too, Carl, and I'm sure I'm going to be of of an unpopular opinion, but I'm going to voice my opinion anyways, because damn it, this is is our podcast here. 
nothing against JR. Okay. Because I mean, for a good portion of our childhood and our time of being a wrestling fan, JR did commentary for most of those big memories and big matches that we remember, especially in the WWF and what became WWE. But he's getting almost 70 years old now. In a few years, he is going to be 70 years old. And if you listen to some of the more recent stuff that JR has done commentary for, it isn't quite the same. There's not quite the energy there. You know, he kind of gets, you know stepped over by some of the other commentators. I think that the only way it works, I think, is if you have him being, you know, that number two commentator, not the number one. I think if I think J, having JR to be kind of like that support number two kind of commentator, then it could work. But I think you have, need to have some fresh blood or, uh, you know, another notable name kind of being that number one and then having JR be number two. Is, is, is weird and probably as controversial as that sounds. You know, JR's getting up there in age, you know, and his health isn't all that great either. So I think, you know, asking too much of him at this point could be trouble as well. You know what? I, not that I disagree, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I mean, in a roundabout way, I, you're right. He's starting to get up there in age. And is it time to maybe bring in some young blood or bring in somebody new or somebody different um, for even, like, Jim Ross to not train, but kind of mold a little bit and pass that torch on to? Now, if you guys aren't following thegorillaposition.com you You really need to go to facebook and follow thegorillaposition.com the editor-in-chief over there and essentially founder of the gorilla position ryan bowman amazing amazing thoughts that this man had over on the gorilla positions facebook page right now and i'm gonna throw it out there for everybody because i think that it is an amazing name nora roberts Mm. For those of you who do not know who that name is, let me say Molly Holly. Yeah. She is a encyclopedia of knowledge when it comes to the wrestling business. She has that she has a that voice. Yeah. She's got that almost like southern charm going on to her that she's got. She she's very knowledgeable. She can articulate her words. Yep. She she sounds very intelligent when she speaks. Not even just so much that she's soft spoken, but she knows how to get her point across without having to uh, Joey Styles and oh my scream God. at the top of your lungs. Yeah, right. She she could do that. So why not bring in a name like that? Somebody that's a little bit different that people are going to be like, wow, what? What? Yeah. And I think that somebody like Molly Holly or Nora Roberts, however she wants to come in, with Jim Ross would be a perfect fit until Jim Ross says, I'm done. Yeah, like you said, when if you listen to some of her interviews or you know, just anything that she's kind of done when she has to, to speak, I mean, like I said, she comes off very intellectual. I've always been a, a fan more of that approach, and not to take away anything from more of an all and all these guys that uh, have that energy, but uh, very much in the vein uh, of, you know, your Jake the Snake Roberts or whatnot, but just somebody who can just speak very intellectually, no wasted words or energy, and just make you believe looking into that camera and speaking and gets you into that moment. I think, uh, she would be a good fit, and I think JR would be able to kind of play and work off of her. It could be an interesting combination. 
I think it would be a perfect combination. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'll see what happens with that. And uh, we know that, uh, obviously, Co- Cody and JR have, you know, they've known each other a long time, and there's definitely already a bit of a rapport there. So I would imagine he'll be involved in the company in some capacity. And yeah. it's another thing. Time will tell when it comes to that. Oh, yeah. And uh, so one thing that we also found out is that the uh, Double or Nothing show will be happening in Vegas, as we predicted, at the MGM Grand Arena, which is uh, kind of interesting, a uh, popular venue for uh, UFC and whatnot. And it looks like it's happening Memorial Day weekend. Yes. And also we're learning that um, the next all-in show, which is likely going to be called All Out, is um, going to be happening as well. And it's likely to happen on Labor Day uh, from what we're seeing. Where do you have that next show? Because it's going to be, they're touting it, it's going to be a big arena stadium show. Where do you go with uh, All In 2 or All Out, as they're supposedly calling it? Well, there's no other place but Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. Why not? Why not go to Jacksonville for this? You're already, All Elite Wrestling is already using part of the Jaguars arena for uh, office space. Yeah. Why not go to that arena, Jacksonville, Florida, where you are based out of for your, I guess this would be classified their second mm-hmm. big show, right? Because Double or Nothing is going to be their first. Yep. And then you're going to have All Into or All Out, whatever you want to call it. We're going to have that show as, as their second big show. I think it has to happen at the Jacksonville Jaguars arena. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't happen there, it could almost be seen as a slap in the face. Like, thanks for your money, but <laughs> we don't want, we don't want to use your arena. We're going to go somewhere else. Right. Well, you gotta, you gotta keep in mind too, you know, we're dealing with uh, the cons. I mean, they own that arena. So, I mean, if they want to go there or not, I mean, it's a, uh, you know, we'll see for me. I think if they really want to go with this mantra, like they're saying, no, we're here to change the world. It's all out. I'm thinking big outdoor venues. And I've mentioned before in this, on this podcast, when we were looking at possible venues to break records with, with WrestleMania, but because of when WrestleMania happens, it makes it not great of a choice. I think if you want to set a an attendance record with this show for a, a professional wrestling show, there's only one choice, and that's to go to Michigan Stadium, the big house, and pack that place with fans and set a pro wrestling attendance record, and then you really stick it to WWE if they wanted to. But that's the thing is, do, you, do they want to play that game or not? You see, in time, I think yes, definitely even though you have all these names and all this hype and all this information around all elite wrestling, it's still a small company, mm-hmm. right? I mean, are you going to fill the big house? That's the thing. That's the question. Yeah. Right. So going somewhere like the MGM grand, yep. see how many people you pack in there. Yeah. Then you go to the Jaguar stadium because it's not going to really cost them anything. Because the arena is already owned. So essentially, they're going to get that for free. See how many people you get into that arena. you got to start taking your numbers from that and go, okay, so now 
if we're going to put this on TV, whether it's on television, whether it's on Twitch, whether it's on YouTube, whether no matter what platform that they're going to put this show onto, you really need to check those numbers of people that are there and how that is going to look and come across on video. Mm-hmm. If you have got an arena where you can have 20,000 people in there and you're only drawing 8,000, it's going to look empty. Yeah. So then you have to reevaluate things and look at an arena where you can fill, fit 10,000 in instead of 20 to make it then getting your 8,000 or hopefully hitting your 10,000 mark, yeah. then getting a full arena which then gives off the illusion of a big company happening, and then it grows from there. Now, I could just be spewing out of my (laughs) rear. I don't know, but that's in my head how I see it. So what's interesting, you know, with with my choice, because I've I've actually been to this venue, you know, for a Michigan football game, and essentially at just shy of capacity, there was 115,000 people now, with a wrestling show, you could have some people on the field as well. So you could probably tag on close to, you know, another five or 10,000 there, you know, and then you could, you know, set a, a record there, you know. So it's a, a matter of, I, th- I think once we see double or nothing happen, I, I have a feeling that it's probably going to sell out in a very short period of time, like all in happen, just because there's so much of a buzz going around it. And then from there, you know, like it's like we mentioned, you know, money doesn't seem to be an object here. We're, we're hearing WWE-style contracts, you know, especially with Jericho, which kind of makes me thinking on that because they're awarding, well, everybody's kind of getting treated the same. There's no way that they're paying everybody Jericho money. <laughs> I don't think that yeah. there's any way. So, you know, but <laughs> we'll see. I'll be very interested to see uh, if, if they're going to do this all out that I'm uh, predicting it's going to be called where they're going to really go and, uh, you know, cause it's going to be, I, I, th- I think it's going to be a big stadium show. I mean, definitely I can see it being a, a stadium show as mm-hmm. well. Um, do I think it would be time for that? No, I don't think that it would be time for that just yet, unless you're doing it somewhere in a stadium that you could get for free. Yeah, well, we'll see. I think, um, yeah. yeah, double or nothing, how much money they make on that, I think will be pretty telling, too. And we'll see. It, it's going to be an interesting year. And then once we find out, too, you know, where these guys are going to end up, if they're, if they're going to be putting on weekly content, you know, whether it be live or, or, or recorded, you know, we'll know more soon. And it, it's gonna, it's, an, it's an interesting time because uh, there's this thing coming in that's really changing things up. So um, oh, yeah. I'm very curious to see what, what happens. If I had to predict where they'll end up on a TV network. I think that the, you know, there's some speculation out there. The uh, zero hour before all in happened, they did on WGN. I think personally, that's where they end up. They already, they've already dealt with them. I'm sure they're probably looking for uh, some content. It was pretty successful. I think they go to WGN. Second choice would be probably TBS. I, I, I agree on both of those. I mean, I would throw in TNT in there as well. Yep. Um, <sighs> Now I, I know that with WGN that they were you know already kind of showing some stuff on there, yep. but that could have even been more of just like a trial, a test run. Yep. Could have been a let's test out the waters and see, mm-hmm. right? So now this next thing that they go into, whoever wh- wherever it is or whatever it is, they could decide let's try this network and let's have them 
air a little bit of what's happening here. And let's, you know, from there, analytically, let's take a look at the numbers. How many people did WGN draw? Yeah. How many people did TNT draw? How many people did TBS draw, right? And then you compound things from there. And then you choose your network of where you want to actually put all of your shows. In the meantime, it doesn't mean that they cannot be going through and doing a week-long run of, hey, let's, you know, everybody come together, let's do a week's worth of shows, or, or let's do a month's worth of shows in a week, and let's get this all set up for whichever network we decide to go on, which still allows them to stay fresh in the ring and get things, you know, going for them in that aspect. Do some events, or you know, where it's going to be, televised at some point so they're charging people to come in to watch the event but choose make an educated choice and an educated decision from there when it comes to the network that you want to go on and test the waters with the different networks and look at the numbers now carl do you think they need to go to a television network or could they just go the streaming route could they go to to netflix or could they start their own network or something along that route Starting their own network, I think, would be uh, a little bit more of a task than it sounds. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not that easy just to start a network. Yeah. It really isn't, right? Staying to the internet, whether it be Netflix, whether it be Twitch, whether it be, you know, wherever they decide to, to do this, whether they keep it on fight.tv, mm -hmm. right? I mean, they have all of those choices, but... Do they have to go the traditional cable TV route to make an impact? They do. Yeah. I think they do. Yeah. I mean, not everybody has access to the internet. No. Not everybody can afford to have the internet, right? So you're going to have these places where, okay, we got TV because TV is just, you screw into the cable and yeah. it's there yeah. for, for a lot of people, right? Yeah. Or they get the little, uh, they get the antennas, right? And they get some HD TV from the antennas. Yep. You know, like what what networks are available on those, right? And then you kind of work through those, right? So wherever there is television readily available to everyone, I think you really have to go with that. Yeah. It's uh, there's a lot going on with this AEW thing, and we're just in the infancy of this whole thing. So we're definitely going to be keeping an eye on it all, and it's going to definitely be probably a main topic of conversation for a little while with us. But something else I want to get to before we take our first break here, Carl, is something kind of cool. I think, you know, given the landscape of New Japan Pro Wrestling, what it's like these days, a lot of guys, as I've worded it last week, vacating the premises and going to other places. Here, it's left the door open for some people, most notably. Chase Owens. Yes, our good friend Chase Owens has officially signed from what I understand is to be his first signed contract. Up until this point, he has always just been a handshake deal yep. type of uh, independent contracted worker. He has decided to sign a deal with New Japan Pro Wrestling, so we will now have Chase Owens, as part of New Japan, in an official capacity. Congratulations, Chase Owens. We knew that good things would come. We have rooted for you since we met you. We are so happy and proud. 
to say that we are Crown Jewel Chase Owens fans. Congratulations again. It's interesting because, you know, he is involved with Bullet Club, and it's almost like now that they've kind of gone like full circle with the club, and it's like now they're back to that more kind of OG kind of style. Like it, it almost feels like they're going to be more of like that, that, that heel stable going in there and just kicking ass and taking names, right? Maybe, but maybe not because we now have good guy Tomatonga. And that, that is so clearly, I mean, if you guys can't uh, know what I'm getting at here, this is more ribbing on Roman Reigns, right? Because that whole thing, I'm not the good guy, I'm not the bad guy, I'm just the guy. You know, it's it's Tom, and I think it's great that he's going with this angle, and uh, you know, he's even trying to shake hands with people now, and then, you know, it's great. I mean, that guy's uh, he's quite the character in the business, let's just put it that way. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right, so we're going to take a brief break here. I'm going to come back with a little bit of WWE discussion because they have trademarked something here that we want to kind of get into a discussion about. So stay tuned, guys. Independent contractors in the professional wrestling industry, if you're looking for a way to put the power of the media in your own hands, contact Pinned LLC. Pinned LLC is media and marketing for the professional wrestling industry. It's your one-stop, one-click online profile and so much more. With Pinned, you'll receive a full background story, photo gallery, an interview conducted with you, links to all your social media and where you can be booked, and yes, a 60-second custom television commercial all about you. Get more info today. Email pin.biz at gmail.com. That's pin.biz at gmail.com. Or click the icon at thegorillaposition.com to get more info about PIN. Remember, get connected, get booked, get PIN. All right, guys, Big Joe and Carl Carafel back here on Turnbuckle Talk. Yes, we are. And of course, we mentioned Chase Owens signing a new contract with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Again, congratulations there. Now, we didn't get a whole lot of chance to, to talk about everything that kind of happened in Wrestle Kingdom, but one thing I did want to mention, uh, i got to give props to Jargo from Hitting the Marks, also found at thegrillapossession.com as part of the Roar Network, but this it was having to do with Kota Ibushi. I'm saying it the right way there. And uh, the supposed injury that happened. And he sent me this thing of basically, this is essentially the announcement that they made regarding the injury translated from Japanese to English using Google Translate. And I'll read this bit to you because I thought it was pretty darn funny. On the first match of the Wrestle Kingdom 13 in Tokyo Dome, so far that part is good, held on January 4th, never indiscriminate championship game, Yuda... Ladoba versus Will Ospreay. They got Will Ospreay, right? Koto Labuzu got a concussion and a stretcher. Although it was carried, it is fortunately not important. Regarding the injured situation of Iridashi, I will report it as soon as it becomes clear. New Japan Wrestling. Wow. Google Translate um, is still not all that great, Carl. 
Google Translate has now just told us <laughs> that there was like 18 different people in this matchup <laughs> and that all of them got injured except for Will Ospreay. Kota Labuzu. That's my favorite part. <laughs> and the, the never indiscriminate championship. And then that fits right into PC culture there, folks. Yeah. And he got a concussion and a stretcher. <laughs> oh, too good, too good, too good. All right, so next thing I want to get to, Carl, and you, of course, we mentioned before the break here, uh, WWE has trademarked some kind of new name here, and this has to do with something called Worlds Collide. What's going on with this? Well, to my understanding, what's going to happen is that this is going to be like a tournament-style uh show that's going to be happening with the WWE. Um, apparently it's supposed to be just on the WWE network, uh, kind of like the, you know, the May Young and the Cruiserweight Classic and all of these different things that have happened all on the WWE network. Now this one is going to revolve around the 205 Live Cruiserweight guys, as well as both NXT and NXT UK superstars. What kind of a tournament this is going to be? No clue right now. All we know is that the name Worlds Collide has been trademarked and that there's the talks of it being comprised of 205 and NXT. Yeah, it's very interesting. Because it uh, definitely ties into a lot of what's going on here, you know. And obviously, the tournament things have been very successful. Cruiserweight Classic, May Young, and you know the Dusty Roads thing and all that. So this tournament thing seems to have really caught on. Now, the the, the only catch there, you know, is that this is yet another kind of new thing that they're doing. And and you know, is this just more of WWE stretching themselves too thin? Yeah, you know what? I think it it, it might be. Um, I'm just taking a look at a little bit more information here. So when worlds collide or worlds collide, whatever it's going to be called, uh, the tournament is confirmed for the Royal Rumble weekend. Mm -hmm. Okay. The stars of 205 live NXT and NXT UK will collide on the 26th and the 27th of January. So that's coming up pretty darn quick here. So a new tournament pitting the stars of uh, all three brands against each other um, with the inaugural Worlds Collide competition scheduled for the Royal Rumble weekend. 15-man um, Battle Royal will start in order... Um, okay, so let me, let me reread this. Okay. Taking place at the Royal Rumble Access on the 26th of January, the Worlds Collide will start with a 15-man battle royal the order of which will determine the first round matches for single elimination tournament the winner of the battle royal will receive a bye into the second stage okay so the finals taking place the following day on the 27th with the following superstars all confirmed to take part so right now from nxt we know adam cole velveteen dream Dominic Dijakovic. Yeah, you said it right. Keith Lee and Otis Dozovich. Hmm. From NXT UK, we have Mark Andrews, Tyler Bate, Travis Banks, Jordan Devlin, and Zach Gibson. And from 205 Live, Cedric Alexander, Tony Nice, 
Drew Gulak, TJP, and one unannounced. Still. Hmm. So it looks like essentially this is just a, eh, a what have you, something to give the people at access. Um, interesting how they're going to do it, especially, you know, the order of which will determine the first round matches. Yeah. So essentially it looks like if you get eliminated and then the next person eliminated, you're fighting in the first round. Okay. All right. With the winner getting a bye into the second round. Hmm. That's, that's how it's looking. Interesting, interesting. And you said this is happening essentially Royal Rumble weekend? Yeah. Wow. Royal Rumble access. Okay. So, yeah, the 26th and the 27th of <laughs> January. Um, I am not seeing anything about it being put onto the network or anything during that time. Yeah. So. It's got to be. Yeah. So, <laughs> now, there is a prize. Okay. For it, okay? So whoever wins will claim a future title opportunity of their choosing. Oh. So when Worlds Collide eventually airing as a network special, there's no word when it will be uploaded or what form it will take. So the winner of this tournament will get a future title shot of their choosing, which I would assume meaning from either 205, UK, or NXT. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, it could, ma- it could you know, definitely uh, make Royal Rumble weekend a little bit more interesting, too. So I'll be curious to yeah. see that. You know, and speaking of that, you know, I'm going to bump up a topic I was going to say for a little bit later because, you know, dealing with the Royal Rumble, you know, recently on uh, the social medias here, I kind of, Voice a bit of a concern that I felt, you know, especially in this age of social media. And I mean, a large portion of people seemingly live their lives on social media. And that's how a lot of people are hearing about things these days. WWE, in my opinion, is kind of forgetting to promote one of their big four shows of the year here. I know that there's a lot going on, but I mean, you got to really dig to find something about Royal Rumble coming up here. Yeah, and you know what? Off off air, you and I both have have kind of talked about this. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it out there what we talked about and and how I kind of brought things out. Mm-hmm. Um, I I am in a full agreement with you saying that the WWE uh, has too many projects and too many things on the go and not putting enough focus on different things. Mm-hmm. Then again. We just went through this announcement for the NXT UK. Yep. Right? They just got their it's been there, but they made it official. There is a performance center now. NXT UK. They just had their first over takeover pay-per-view happened on the WWE network. They're trying to push that. They're trying to get people to go to the network and watch the network for this amazing stuff that's happening in NXT UK right now. Now that that is done, I have started to see more of a push for Royal Rumble on social media, websites, everywhere that you look. There, It's not as though they have not been advertising it. I think it's just you have not seen where they've been advertising. Tell me, do you have cable television? 
No. They have been advertising on television. Yeah. Well, I know they have been. A bunch of different networks, not just sport networks, Mm -hmm. but I've been seeing it on Fox. I saw, you know, advertisement for the Royal Rumble. Mm -hmm. I've been seeing it on all these different networks that have been advertising for the Royal Rumble, but never any mention of the NXT UK stuff. Yeah. So it's it's hard because you 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 got to kind of find that 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 balance. You, it's it's almost a damned if you do and damned if you don't, right? Because then you're going through and you've got all this information out there on social media and websites and everything, and people are are it's getting crammed down your throat, and people are like, I just don't even care anymore. Yeah. Because I've heard way too much about this, and now on the other end of the spectrum. They're, they've gone more with just putting out advertisements on the television and giving us little tidbits of information on the website and social media, and people are still complaining that there isn't enough being done for it now. It's damned if you do or damned if you don't. It's interesting that you mentioned the WWE website because when you go there, at least when I went there yesterday, I mean, for the uh, announcing the actual this year's Rumble that's coming up, you have to scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page and to see the, the timeline of shows coming out, and, and it shows up there. But right at the top, uh, their headline and their, their showcase there, I mean, they're showing, you know, oh, this is um, like top, uh, I think, uh, eliminations or stuff like that. So there's hints at previous stuff, but nothing really promoting you know what's currently going on revolving this royal rumble that's coming up you know and for me that's a little bit where the issue you know some people are saying oh well you know the, all the existing fans they know when the rumble is they know it's this time of year very very true i'm thinking we're at the perspective of drawing in the new fans who aren't aware of it those people i mean if they, they catch it i think it's just going to be purely out of coincidence yeah but in, in that same aspect how many <clears throat> new fans are going to the WWE.com. Not very many. That's a problem. Right? Yeah. Because they don't know about it. Yep. But what do most people have? A television. Yeah. So you're going to put the advertisements onto the television for this big spectacle known as the Royal Rumble. Yeah. You're going to put WWE.com, WWE Network, everything on the television. Then people are going to go to the website. That's where now you see... Oh, previous Royal Rumbles. Here's what's happened. Mm-hmm. Now, did you watch any of those little videos that they had on there? Yeah. You watched them in the entirety? Uh, some of them, not all of the entirety, no. Okay. How many of them, and I'm sure I'm right when I say all of them, would have had, after you watched the video, yeah. Royal Rumble, Sunday, January 28th, yeah. on... Live, the WWE Network, right? Yeah, I get you. As long as people so, are watching right to the end. That's right, yeah. right? And that's that's the thing, yeah. right? You, you have to watch it all the way to the end. Yeah. I get it. Unfortunately, not a lot of people will or do, right? Shame on you people. And if they you. don't, then obviously they're not interested. Very well put, Do we sir. really want Very that well person to be watching anyways? Probably not. If they're not interested and they're just cutting it out, you know, halfway through or a quarter of the way through, then obviously, one, you didn't do your job to get them interested, right? We can look at it that way, or we can look at it as you did your little thing, you put it out of there on the television, you made them go to the website to go and take a look, but they're still just not hooked and interested. Nothing you can do about that. 
try yeah. again for the next pay-per-view that comes along. Because right? interesting that you had mentioned that, because that has been definitely an issue with, uh, you know, especially Monday Night Raw, is that after that first hour, people are tuning out because they, they have lost mm-hmm. interest. And that's a, a big issue. Now, yeah. more with this Royal Rumble, because now, because this kind of ties into what we were talking at the top of the show here with AEW, now that the Young Bucks especially, and with Kenny still being up in the air, What's your your surprise for the Rumble this year? Do you have any new possibilities or possible predictions now that uh, those guys are out of the picture when it comes to the Rumble? I don't care who it is. Yeah. I, I Really, I don't. I mean, sure, the Young Bucks would be cool. Mm-hmm. Right? Kenny Omega, that would, that, would be, that would be really cool. That would be yeah. amazing. But those are all on the nail. Those yeah. are all right there. Right? I'm not going to be surprised... If I were to see them, yeah, it's not going to be a surprise entrant. It's not going to be any big monumental <laughs> moment for me going, oh, my God, that's Kenny Omega, <laughs> right? Like they did with AJ Styles. Yep. That was an, oh, my God, that's AJ Styles. Yep. Right? I wouldn't, I wouldn't get that same thing with the Young Bucks or with Kenny Omega right now. Now, had they done it with so, with you know some of the other former Bullet Club members like Marty Skrull, yeah. that would have been an oh my god, really? Yeah, right. You you get you know Jay White, Switchblade Jay White, right? Who's now the leader of the Bullet Club? Yeah, that would be an oh my god moment. But those three names, no, yeah. like that wouldn't be a, a huge thing. So for me, as long as as long as they can pull in one, that's all I want. Just one person, one name that's going to make me go, "Holy crap, that's so and so." Yeah. Then I'm happy. Who Who would you want that person to be? I really... don't even know yeah. because, I mean, it's it's with with all the companies that are out there right now. Mm-hmm. New Japan is is still, you know, a go-to place for lots of people. You've got Ring of Honor that's, you know, still continuing to go. You've got Impact that is continuing to grow. You've got All Elite Wrestling, mm-hmm. right? You've got all these different companies that are there now, and everyone seems to be happy where they are. Yeah. Will I be disappointed if there is not a surprise name? Honestly, no. I'm not going to be disappointed by that at all. Because I understand that everyone is happy with where they are right now. And I'm happy with that because that's allowing me to have quality professional wrestling over the entire universe of professional wrestling. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, I don't. I don't have any specific name that I would want to see in the Royal Rumble. I would be happy with anybody. Okay. Let me throw a couple of new scenarios that I have uh, brewed up in my mind here over this last week here. First of all, if you want to go the real kind of legend route, let me throw this name out there that uh, was just recently put into the WWE Hall of Fame. Uh, as far as I know, he is essentially a free agent. I don't believe that he's really tied down anywhere. Former Turnbuckle Talk guest, Mr. Jeff Jarrett. Yes. There's a possibility. Come and do a one-off and uh, do an appearance in the Rumble. I think he's still somewhat in, uh, in ring-ready shape. Now, if you want to go 
the stupid WWE route. You not only bring in John Cena, you also bring in Hulk Hogan. And you have this thing with John Cena and Hulk Hogan that supposedly people have wanted for a while now that I really don't care about. Yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't care to see that either. I don't no. care. <laughs> no. Whatever. Like, there's no... But I could so word. see Vince doing I could so see Vince do it, though. <clears throat> well, of course. I mean, over the years, who have, who've been the two biggest names? Yeah. The two biggest names and the biggest draws have been Hulk Hogan and yep. John Cena. Yeah. You get the two of them together in the same ring, that is going to explode, right? I get that. I understand that. Do I want to see it? No. Yeah. No, not at all. Um, one-offs, I don't know that I would want to see that either. Yeah. As cool as it would be and as amazing as it would be to see Jeff Jarrett in the ring again, uh, you know, during like a Royal Rumble or something like that, having a one-off just doesn't cut it for me. It's yeah. too much of a... Yeah, yeah, look, look, we're dangling this in front of you, right, and no. now we're taking it away, and no. it's gone forever, no. right? No, please, please do not do that. No. If you're going to do a one-off, do it with, like, the boogeyman. Yes. Right? Yeah. Like, I, I, I was always, always a good. fan of Marty. I was a fan of the boogeyman, yeah. right? Bring the boogeyman in for sure. a one-off, I'm okay with that, Yeah. right? But someone the caliber of, like, Jeff Jarrett... Don't do that. Yeah. Don't have Jeff Jarrett or Goldberg or, you know, any of these <laughs> other big top names. Don't have them come in and do that. Yeah. And I mean, you, you know, you have all these other brands to come into, you know, you have uh, your UK, your NXT UK. You have some other guys to pull from there. Use them instead. I think that that's better. Uh, you could still have somewhat of a surprise because they're not regulars over in North America. So I, I think uh, going that route might be the smarter, you know, to keep it inside the WWE. But, you know, we'll see what they, what they decide to do here. Now, going a little bit uh, more along with, uh, with WWE here, I think we'll get into this discussion here. And... We're already looking forward to WrestleMania 36 or WrestleMania, I guess it'd be 2020 now. And they're looking at going to Florida again, possibly. <laughs> you know, like, again, um, again. But, okay, what's wrong with that? It's, we're going there again. It's repetition over and over again. How much money are they making going to Florida? Um, I don't know how much money they're making going to Florida. Exactly. Yeah. Obviously, it is a spot where they are making money. Yeah, I get it. Where do people want to go to when they travel? Somewhere hot. They want to go to Florida. Yeah. Right? That's that's Canadians. We're called snowbirds because we go to Florida in the winter. That's a good point. Right? That's where people want to go. Yep. So WrestleMania kind of happens still in that kind of cold season in Canada. April, yeah. Right? So going to Florida, that's where people already are. So I think it's a a good thing. You know, if they're making money from it, it's a good thing for them. Um, I think it sucks that they're going there again, Again, if they are. Right? That's only a speculation at this point, if they are going there again. Um you change it up a little bit like 
I understand you want to, you have to do it somewhere where, you know, it, it can be a little bit warmer, but you've got California, you've got like Texas, you've got, you know, the Carolinas, you've got like all these different areas, you know, that are in the Southern states or the lower states mm-hmm. that can still be warm and you can go and do your shows. Yeah. Right. Especially a WrestleMania. There's going to be arenas down there that are going to be big enough for you to be able to go and do that stuff. Um, Canada has enclosed heated arenas, Mm -hmm. right? You know, like it's not, uh, it's, it's, it's not like we're, you know, it's not like our arenas are igloos and they're just skating rinks all the time. No, (laughs) right. Like we have the arenas that can, that can hold the amount of people. Yeah. And be heated, and make things comfortable. Yeah. Right. So, could they go other places? Definitely. Yeah. I'm sure, they could. But I would be interested in seeing what kind of money they're making going to Florida. Yeah. All the time, and if that's the reason why they continue to go there. You know what? I think uh, another uh, a kind of a dark horse uh, pick, and I and I know co-host of hitting the marks, uh, Rick Victory, will appreciate this. Ohio, the state of Ohio, it's a, a lot of great wrestling talent has come out of Ohio. A lot of wrestling fans live in Ohio, and there's definitely some venues in Cincinnati and whatnot that you could go to and have uh, WrestleMania there as well. Ohio is a big, big wrestling state. And I, I think that, uh, you know, even if you wanted to do an outdoor venue there, you have the Ohio State uh, Arena there. It's a big, wide open uh, outdoor stadium. You know, I think that they should be considering uh, that as well. You know, I know that's a really dark horse pick, but I mean, there's so much wrestling talent right now that is coming from Ohio, and uh, you know, why not capitalize on some of that too? Yeah, why not? You're yeah. right. Yeah, like I said, you know, there is there's other places to go. Yeah. Well, that's enough WWE discussion for the time being. Let's talk a little something a little bit more Canada here uh, with our friends at CWE. They have an interesting, interesting guest. Or uh, the the draw gonna be coming for the for this uh, summer tour. Who do we got, Carl? We have got Ring of Honor star. Your and my favorite food, cheeseburger. <laughs> cheeseburger is coming to Canada. Now he will not be on the entire tour. Okay, which only leads to a little bit more speculation as to who else is going to be coming. Right. But I know for, I believe it's three dates in Michigan or not Michigan, sorry, three dates in Manitoba and the entire dates in Ontario, which I believe is another six dates. So nine, nine or 10 dates uh, are going to have cheeseburger Coming out there. Very cool. Very cool. Wrestling for Canadian Wrestling's Elite. I am excited about it. I am already working what I can to get that day off so that I can be at this show to help support the guys and to see Cheeseburger. Yeah. Of course. You know what's interesting with that, too, because I looked at the list of dates, Carl, and for the last tour, Kirkland Lake in Northern Ontario was the last date. There's actually one date after that that has a question mark. 
And it'll be interesting to see what happens with that if maybe Danny and CW decide to venture a little bit south into southern Ontario. Because uh, there's definitely, definitely a big audience for professional wrestling in the southern part of the province of Ontario in Canada. Oh, 100% there definitely is. I mean, when it comes to in Ontario in its entirety, that's where the majority of everything is. It's down in southern Ontario. Yeah. I mean... You're looking, Brantford has has a company there. You're looking, um, Toronto has companies there. I believe that it is in Hamilton. Uh, somebody that I have worked with, Rip Impact, has yes. started uh, stuff down there as well. Mm-hmm. So, like, I mean, that's, that's just three spots right there. When you come to northern Ontario, there isn't as much. There is still companies here, Sudbury. Yep. Sudbury, Ontario has has a company, yep. right? Um, uh, Wiki, right, uh, has 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 a a company that does shows there as well. I yep. uh, I'm not sure about Thunder Bay, but I think that they may have a company so, yeah. there as well. Unfortunately, right now, and if anybody wants to help out with this, uh, Sault Ste. Marie doesn't seem to have a pro wrestling company available for the fans here. Uh, if anybody does, you know, have the funds available or wants to send me a professional <laughs> wrestling ring, I can change that, yep. and we can get professional wrestling back at Sault Ste. Marie on a full-time basis. Definitely could. So, of course, Cheeseburger come from Ring of Honor uh, leads into uh, this topic quite nicely here. One of the hottest women divisions of professional wrestling, of course, is in Ring of Honor right now. And they're going to be doing something interesting. Uh, you sent me uh, this topic here, Carl, that that every match with the current Woman of Honor champion is going to be a title match? Yes, uh, Kelly Klein yeah. is the current Women of Honor champion. She came out on television yep. and said, as long as I am champion... Every match that I have in a singles match capacity will be for the title. Nice. She says, I will be that fighting champion that everyone should have. I will make sure the title is on the line in every singles match that she does. Very interesting. Do you, do you see this as uh, more of like a, like similar to like an open challenge type of program that they're going to do? No, not at all. No. No, and it's not going to be any type of like open challenge or whatever. This is just every singles match that the company puts her into. It's going to be for the title. That's all. Yeah. She has said, I will make sure that the title is on the line. I will be a fighting champion. So no matter who I am working, no matter who I am going up against, if we're in a singles match, yeah. the title is on the line. Are you a fan of that idea? I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I mean, wh- why not? That's what a championship is there for. It's yeah. not for you just to hold around your, your over your shoulder or, or, <coughs> Brock wear around, or wear around your waist and just say, I'm the best of the best without defending it yeah. and without proving that you are. So going through and having a title match in every singles match is perfect in my books. I love it. 
Yeah, because it's definitely unusual. We don't see it all that often where it's, you know, every single match, you know, because typically they'll throw in some non-title matches in there to do a little bit of shenanigans with some of the other uh, talents in the storyline. But, yeah, I mean, uh, it's interesting, and I think she's a good person to do it with because I think she can match up pretty well with anybody in that division. Oh, yeah, she definitely can. So exciting to see that because, um, you know, with this all elite wrestling stuff going on, it's not only a del- bit of a delicate time for New Japan, but it also is for Ring of Honor as well because they're, they're going to be kind of a weird spot now. And, uh, you know, they need to uh, get some new fresh faces in there because uh, I won't say that it's sparse there right now, but, you know, they lost a good uh, chunk with this whole thing. So I mean, they lost SCU, the, the box, Cody, you know. Marty, oh no, Marty's still going to be there for the foreseeable future. Uh, he's still uh, he signed an extension there, but I mean he could be NXT bound at some point, you know. So, you know, Ring of Honor they're, they're in a delicate spot right now. So hopefully that they can uh, get some fresh faces in there. You, know, you have your, um, you know, you got Cobb and those kind of guys that uh, you know, Villain Enterprises now. Hopefully they can keep that going. So because otherwise Ring of Honor could be in a little bit of trouble there. You know, and and lots of people are saying that, but I really don't think that that they're going to be. I hope not. I, I mean, not. you've you've got right. You talked about it, villain enterprises. Yeah. You have got Marty Skrull that is there. He is going to, and he's already brought out guys. Right, like he's already brought people out. Yep. And this is going to be a new faction that's there. Right, I do believe it. I'm trying to find it right now. I'm pretty sure about. that I had posted it onto our uh, Facebook page, which can be found at TB Talk Pod. Yep. Um, yeah, we have uh, Brody King and PCO in there with him. So yes, yeah, Brody That's King right. is somebody that I'm, I'm I'm excited to see what he's going to do uh, with Marty Arowich because uh, he's um, he's somebody to keep an eye on. Brody King's going to be a household name at some point. Now there is. A new faction that has come to fruition and been made within Ring of Honor. And I want to talk about it just for a second. Sure. They're calling it Lifeblood. Okay, so Juice Robinson is pretty much the leader of this faction, right? Yep. And it's going to feature his New Japan running mate, Sun of WWE and UK wrestling legend, Fit Finley. We're going to see David Finley nice. as part of this as well. Always fun to watch him. Right. Um, he's been a regular tag team partner, you know, with his, uh, with Juice Robinson for a while. Yep. So it only kind of made sense for that to happen, right? Yep. Uh, England's Mark Haskins. Interesting. Right. He won last year's uh, ROH International Cup Tournament. Right, and Mexico's newest superstar, Bandito. Bandito, to, to, just to, to stop you briefly, Carl, if you aren't aware of Bandito, A, go and watch uh, All In. You'll see a little bit of Bandito's work there. Uh, I believe Pro Wrestling Gorilla, he's uh, worked there as well. Go and check out, he, he is fantastic. Fantastic. If you think that's fantastic, former Evolve star, Hot Sauce, Tracy Williams, nice. is going to be involved as well. And that's not all. Ooh. We have one more that is included in the Lifeblood faction. We have got Tenniel Dashwood, Ooh. formerly known as Emma in the yeah. WWE. Tenniel, as well, part of this Lifeblood faction. 
Nice. Represented in Ring of Honor, which I think is amazing because that is going to give Tennille the opportunity at the Women of Honor Championship, give the opportunity for all of these competitors in Lifeblood to take over and run Ring of Honor Wrestling. Wow. That is huge news that we didn't even have on our docket for today. No. But it, it was there. We had to put it out there for you all because that's huge news. And for Tennille, uh, that's great for me because I've always been, even when she was in WWE and uh, was uh, doing that original Emma character with the, the bad dancing and stuff associated with Santino, I think I was probably one of the small group of people that actually thought that that was great. You know, that, I thought that was really good character work and Santino was the perfect guy to play off of that. But, uh, you know, uh, she's, um, you know, been pretty successful ring of honor there's been some health issues in there and whatnot but uh, hopefully you know that this can be a real uh, launching point for her because uh, i mean damn it she's she's good enough to, to be able to do it so she deserves it 100 percent, she does all of those guys all of them all together collectively amazing stars for sure all right, we're going to take another break here, Carl, and we're going to come back with our showstopper segment. And this is kind of an interesting one this week, and it's it's something that has kind of bugged me for a little while, and uh, we'll get into that discussion of what that will be coming up next. I'm the stats, man. I'm the stats, well, because the problem is when you cater to that audience, what you do is you turn everybody else off who's not a part of that audience. And that's why ratings are down 23% from two years ago. It's going to be fascinating to see what happens when Monday Night Football is over and the rating doesn't really change. Because it doesn't seem, regardless of how many people are watching Monday Night Football, the raw rating is not changing whatsoever. It's not like you've got a bad game and the raw rating goes up or you've got a really good game and the rating goes down and it levels out next week. That's not been the case whatsoever. They've lost 750,000 viewers this year. I mean, you when you want to talk about comparing to yourself, that's what I'm looking at. Look at the 10-week trend. Look at the three-month trend. Look at the year-long trend. You're losing viewers left and right. This is Ryan Bowman, Editor-in-Chief of TheGorillaPosition.com, telling the stories of pro wrestling storytellers. And you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk with Joe and Carl. All right, guys, Big Joe and Carl Carafel back here on Turnbuckle Talk. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back, and as promised, we are going to bring you our show stopper segments. What have we got today, Joe? Well, this is mainly brought on by some wrestling that I watched the other day, Carl. I'm, of course, referring to the WWUK NXT TakeOver match, or a show, sorry, that uh, had happened, and specifically dealing with, you know, and this just isn't just this match, but uh, you know, this is what kind of brought on this idea here of the false finish and it being overused 
and professional wrestling matches. And, and this one I'm referring to specifically with Pete Dunne and Joe Coffey for that uh, UK championship. I would uh, estimate, by, at least by my count, we had at the very, very least here about 20 false finishes in this match here, Carl. Is this something that's being overused in today's professional wrestling matches? Because for a long time, we didn't really see very much of this until the modern day here. I mean, I think, honestly, false finishes have been there always. They've always been there. They just haven't been as prominent Mm -hmm. as they seem to be in today's day and age when it comes to professional wrestling or entertainment. Now, for some people, they might say that that it is very entertaining to see so many different false finishes because it gives you that whole... (gasps) Oh my God! Oh, yeah. Oh. You go on that roller coaster, right? Oh, so, right, yeah. exactly that yeah. roller coaster effect, right? So for some, the entertainment value in that is to the extreme for them. Yeah. For other people like myself, and I'm sure I speak for you as well, it is just too much. Right. Well, I have the issue, and we saw this in this match with P. Dunn and Joe Coffey specifically. The false finishes, you know, to a certain extent, I can I can handle it if the match ends in that devastating thing. But in this match, we saw all these false finishes, trading uh, each other's finishers and kicking out and kicking out, only to then have the match end with a submission of finger pulling. It just it, it felt like all of that was it just felt so anticlimactic at the end. It was like all of that for that. It just it, it, it great match. You know, I'll still give it as props. It was a great back and forth and whatnot. But to to do all those false finishes to end off with such a weird, awkward ending like that, just you know that that's it's. I don't know. I don't know what to think of that. I'm not I'm not a fan of that. So for those of you who have not seen it, um, to kind of give you an idea, okay, take your, your hands and um, make the the Spock symbol from Star Trek with your hands. So your, your pinky and your ring finger, they're together. And then you've got your middle and your uh, index finger, and they're together, right? So Pete Dunne essentially is grabbing on to both of those, with his separate hands and pulling, pulling them apart in different directions, which, yeah, you're right, that's not supposed to happen, and that's going to hurt. But is that a way for a match to end when you still have, let's say, both of your feet? You've got your other hand. You've got your head to deliver a head bite. You've got all these different things at your disposal to be able to get out of that submission move, but yet that's how the match ended, with Joe Coffey tapping out to his fingers being spread apart. Yeah. By the way, I, I, I can't believe you actually made a Star Trek reference in, in the midst of that thing, but that, that, that was great. But, uh, <laughs> but I mean, just, yeah, because, I mean, you know, yeah, you know, part of the old school wrestling fan of me who remembers most matches, you know, yeah, you have the main part of your match, and the match would end with a finishing move. I mean, that's what typically a finishing move does. It finishes the match, you know. And then we evolved to this uh, thing of you know, yeah, you know, 
first time doing the finishing move doesn't work and then there's a little bit more and then the other person gives their finishing move and they kick out but then that person again will then do their finishing move and then will end the match but when it's like back and forth back and forth back and forth it's exciting to a certain extent but damn it, Carl, sometimes it just gets stressful watching some of these matches. You know, New Japan and uh, some of the stuff with they've done with Gargano and Ciampa, you know, and with Coffee and Dunn here. Just see, it's my your blood pressure goes up, and sometimes I mean, not necessarily in a good way. You know, it's like you know, I, I get it. You know, it's entertaining to a certain extent, but then does it just illegitimize or delegitimize, however you want to say it, the finishing move? Does it even mean anything at this point? Uh, yeah. It, it doesn't. I mean, to me, it doesn't. It doesn't mean anything. I mean, to have all these false finishes within a match it doesn't. For me, anyways, it doesn't work. Right? I can understand two or three different false finishes. You know, that's only logical. <laughs> the rest Nerd. are not. Right. Yeah. So it's, yeah. It's for the same reason why I don't like the closed fist punch being used in professional wrestling because it's like why bother doing all these other stuff the body slams the suplexes and all this stuff when you could just knock somebody out with a punch why, why even bother doing that when you could just punch a guy in the face you know like it's you know it's kind of in the same vein there i don't like that you know it's like well then why use a finishing move if it's not gonna finish the match you know yeah no and i i totally get you i totally understand what you're saying there and i'm i'm in agreement why do we have a finishing move be used and kicked out of several times during a match. And whether it's a signature move or a finisher move or, you know, whatever it is, that's a move that's supposed to be used to finish your opponent, get the win, move on to the next. But it just has turned into almost of a show now right like it's not it's uh, i don't i don't know how to explain it it's 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 difficult to explain because it's it's just turned into a oh let's see how many times i can put my finisher on this person before they finally have to give up (laughs) right like or in the case of you know this uh, nxt uk match you know all those didn't work and then you resort to something that's should be way further down the scale of things to end the match with, you know, to, to me that then that's when, you know, that finishing move then doesn't even become legit, legitimate anymore. You know, and, and speaking of show stopper segment, I mean, one of the most notorious ones uh, being used today is the super kick. You know, I mean, with Shawn Michaels, a lot of times, you know, that, that was his finishing move. That, that's what typically would end the match. Now everybody and their mom is doing a super kick. You know, not to take anything away from the Young Bucks. I mean, they, they've made that into something entertaining. But now it, it just it, it's just a a move that's in every wrestler's repertoire now. It's just it's not even a signature move anymore. It's just a move. Yeah, it is hundred percent. So you know, I don't know if this is something that um, is maybe just a product of the day or it's just something that we have to deal with as fans now. But you know, the way that some of these matches end sometimes, it doesn't feel quite as epic you know as you know as much as i'm not a fan of them you know the way that uh, hogan and andre finish you know those kind of epic kind of finishes okay finish your move is done it ends the match but now it's like the this feeling you know to be epic we have to go back and forth 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 you know and take everybody on the simone emotional roller coaster i don't i don't think necessarily everybody wants that you know a lot of times we want to see our our guy finish off the guy we don't like with his big ass move that he does 
I blame yeah. steroids. <laughs> steroids? Oh, well, uh, Vin- you think about it. It's Vince's when, fault. When the whole steroid stuff came in, all no. the guys started getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. No. Now, a move like the super kick, who would have... <laughs> It would have been used and taken out yep. anybody. Now you've got this guy that's double the size. Yep. Is the super kick really going to be that effective anymore? See, and this is where my brain, my uh, I want to be a booker brain is kind of going in here. It's like, well, if you're going to do that, then then work that into it and be like, well, I'm uh, I'm this big juiced up, up guy. Your finishing move doesn't do anything to me. Right, if you're gonna do that route, weave it into what's going on. But they didn't. Do, they they didn't go that angle. So, you know, we're still in the, we're in the stage of where the finishing move may or may not win you the match. Essentially, at this point. Yeah, that's the way that that's the way I'm perceiving it, or how it is. Yeah. So I'm interested to see. Uh, you know, when we put the the post up for this episode, let us know what you guys think about the the false finish. In matches and in finishing moves, not finishing matches. Let us know your take on it, and uh, we'll see if we can get a discussion going there with our listeners. Definitely. So that you guys know, you can always find us on social media at TB Talk Pod. Again, at TB Talk Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We are available on all three of those social media platforms. Hit us up. We'd love to hear from you. We want to hear from you. Let us know what you guys are thinking. Let us know if there's anything that you guys would even want to talk about or hear us talk about on a podcast. As well, if you are a worker, a manager, a promoter, an owner of a company, get a hold of us. We want to hear from you. And our listeners want to hear from you as well. Get a hold of us, and we will book time for you to be on this program right here, Turnbuckle Talk with Big Joe and Carl Carafel. So yeah, I see what you did there. I pitched it out there, and you knocked it out of the park with that. That was, that was excellent. That was, that was really good. All right, let's uh, wrap it up for this week, Carl. Let's hear a little bit from our sponsor, shall we? Again, sponsors that we have include Hype City Vapors. For those of you who don't know, I quit smoking using a vape. I have continued to use my vape because I enjoy it. Not necessarily saying that you have to use it for those purposes, but if you do vape, I want you to check out HypeCityVapors.com. Use promo code JKPODCAST and get yourself 15% off the amazing flavors that they have over there. Check out HypeCityVapors.com. As well, we do not want to forget about our wonderful sponsors at CollarAndElbowBrand.com. We are the first Collar and Elbow sponsored podcast and proud to say that we are. We continue to represent their brand. Big Joe on his microphone always has Collar and Elbow showing. I am always wearing the hat. I've got some sort of clothing on, usually with CollarAndElbowBrand.com. Go there. They just put out a brand new camouflage sweater available to the masses it looks amazing go to colorandelbowbrand.com or use the link from our social media accounts 
and check out what they've got. Use promo code JKPODCAST at the checkout and get yourself 10% off your entire order, including any clearance items that they have. Awesome. And of course, to listen to the podcast, you can find us on Podbean, on Google Play Music and Google's podcasting app, and the majority of those other podcatchers out there. And of course, for all of you Apple users out there, you can find us on iTunes and, of course, powered by thegrillposition.com, part of the Roar Network, along with Hitting the Marks, The Average Marks, Chris Toplack, and every other show as well. Make sure to check all those out while you are there. Different podcast every day of the week. You can't go wrong. No, you can't, especially when you can have your ears ravaged yes. by many different podcasts. Every day, people, every day there is a new one that comes out. How much better can that be on your commute to work or while you're at work pretending to be there? Make sure that you're listening to all the podcasts that are available at the Roar Network from thegorillaposition.com. Absolutely. All right. That is a perfect way to end things off. We'll see you guys on the next one. Ciao. Thanks for tuning in to Turnbuckle Talk. This is Vinny DaVinci here with Joel and Carl. All your wrestling information and news coming right at you live here on the podcast. What's up, peeps, freaks, and geeks? This is Jargo. This is the RBV, Rick Vickery. We're from the Hitting the Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast right here on the Roar Network, and you're listening to our favorite Canadians, Joe and Carl, on Turnbuckle Talk. I can't believe we just put over Canada. Yeah, it's just for Joe and Carl, man. Nobody will ever hear this. Hey, what's up? I'm honest, you can hear me. I can hear you. Good, any echoing? Uh, so far, so good. Good. I still don't understand how that is happening with you not wearing headphones. But, uh, <laughs> I Because um, like I said, the logistics of that, of, of what causes the echoing, and it was, if my voice was coming out through the speaker on your end and then looping back through the microphone, that's what causes echoing. So that should be happening right now, but it isn't. So yeah, mind blown. I I don't, uh, I I thought I understood technology, but apparently I don't because it doesn't make sense that it's not happening now. So now it's a matter of choices. Do I a do it without headphones and, or B do you do it with headphones and uh, squeeze your brain with your headphones? Oh my god! Yeah, I guess uh, one of the rinks down at uh, the one down at Esposito. Yeah. The uh, chicken wire is has holes in it. Okay. Like holes big enough that chickens can uh, get through. Yeah. Yeah. Like pucks are flying through it. <laughs> That's not good. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I guess some lady about sixty years old or something fell at the uh, oh skate track near yeah. the skate 
Park. And, uh, yeah, like broke her hip or something, they're saying. Well, you're going to say she went right through the chicken wire. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> or she got well, hit by a puck. Because I got hit by a puck in the face before, and it's not fun. 